Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Just Brian Haydad here with you on a Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen when out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starford or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird if Brupolo was in Cato. That was a special shout-out requested, uh, so I, I came through for them. So Cato, Mississippi, I had to learn where that is. It's near Puckett, evidently. I know where Puckett is. I didn't know where Cato was. So if you're looking for this holiday season and you've got a, a coffee lover in your house, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and pick up some coffee from them today. You can enjoy the same great stuff you get every time you're in Starkville every day with a trip to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Speaking of holiday shopping, that's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for this Christmas season. I've been tweeting out a lot of links recently. Be sure to click on those and some of the, the, the products they've got that I really like. Uh, some, and they've got some good holiday products as well. And I'm sure if you're looking for bowl shirts, if you're one of those guys who likes to collect the bowl shirts, they're going to have those very soon as well. But whatever you're looking for, Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, in Flowood by the Half Shell. And there's always collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant, the best place in town to grab a blue plate. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's where you should be heading to get the meat and two. It's so good. they got so many great options, and all the food is fantastic. And, of course, if you were looking for a fantastic dinner, the way they, the way they are able to change from, like, this country-style, you know, blue, meat, blue plate place during the day to, you know, three-star dining at night is really something. And I've always been impressed by that. And, of course, don't forget to check out Miracle Under Main in the guest room, a winter wonderland right off the, uh, the alleyway there at the guest room. Firehouse Subs for lunch. Sounds like a great idea to me. Pick up the free Firehouse Subs app. Download that. Place your order. It's ready within minutes. Not only are you picking up a great sandwich, you're picking up a lot of reward points. Of course, this holiday season, if you're bringing something to the Christmas party, bring a Firehouse Subs party platter. Always a welcome addition. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, and Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. Mississippi State's heading back to Tampa. It's now the ReliaQuest Bowl where they will take on the Illinois Fighting Illini. I got to look. I got to look if this is the first time uh, Mississippi State's ever played Illinois in football. I don't know the answer to that uh, off the top of my head. But Burt Bielema uh, taking on Mississippi State. Burt, I'm calling him Burt. You know, at this point, he's no longer Brett. It's, it, it's good with Burt. It just works. Um, 
this is a this is a good matchup for Mississippi State. Illinois is a very good defensive team, very good defensive team. Uh, so when I say good matchup, what I mean is you know it's it's a chance. You know, Illinois was pretty good in the Big Ten this year. This is this is a team that you feel like Mississippi State, even with the the defense that Illinois has, they don't score a ton of points. And State's pretty good defensively themselves, obviously. So it feels like this is going to be a low-scoring kind of game. I think those are the games that State's kind of thrive, kind of thrives in right now. So this is a great chance to pick up a ninth win. State moved up to 22nd in the college football playoff poll uh, today. So, I mean, this is a real, a real opportunity to finish the year ranked in the top 20 if you're able to get a win uh, in this bowl game. Long delay, obviously, on getting this announcement made, uh, as you saw, um, due to Notre Dame. Basically, Notre Dame. Uh, there was a lot of, of fuss trying to get them in a, in a certain bowl. That some people wanted them at the uh, the Gator Bowl. Some people wanted them at the Holiday Bowl. The Gator Bowl won out on that and got uh, got Notre Dame. Let's go through all the SEC matchups just real quick. Uh, we'll start with the playoff bowls. Obviously, Georgia in the playoff itself in the Peach Bowl. They'll take on Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. It's Alabama versus Kansas State. That's going to go one of two ways, in my opinion. Either. Alabama is completely unmotivated and doesn't care, and they have a bunch of opt-outs, and Kansas State is going to beat them up. Or Alabama is going to come out and say, you know, we should have been in the playoff, and we're going to show you why, and they're going to win by about five touchdowns. I don't, I don't see a close game either way. And then you have what is really an orange bowl, Tennessee versus Clemson. That's, that's a lot of orange in the stands uh, for that one. Then you have the, uh, the, uh, the affiliated, affiliated bowls. Florida goes to Las Vegas. Uh, their opponent has not been an, well. Why aren't the uh, the they aren't the damn it SEC? What are we doing here? The SEC did not put the uh, the opponents on here, so we'll just have to give you the uh, the announcements. Then sorry about that. If I know if I know the opponent, I'll say it. I don't know who Florida's playing in the Las Vegas Bowl off the top of my head. Uh, Missouri is playing Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. Uh, Arkansas is taking on Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. That should be an absolute train wreck. South Carolina did indeed get to play Notre Dame. That'll be a huge crowd down there in Jacksonville. South Carolina fans haven't been to Jacksonville in a long time. Notre Dame fans will travel. Carolina fans will want to see their team play Notre Dame. That'll be a big one. Kentucky versus Iowa. They played last year. We really couldn't do better than this. Uh, But that's the Music City Bowl. Uh, As I mentioned, Mississippi State taking on uh, Illinois in the the ReliaQuest Bowl. We may still call it the Outback Bowl. We may just stick with that. Uh, in the Texas Bowl, Ole Miss takes on Texas Tech. And then in the Citrus Bowl, LSU against Purdue. That's your uh, your SEC Bowl matchup. So, totally honest with you, none of them stand out to me. None of them are like, ooh, that's an exciting game. The, the, I think the best one is South Carolina and Notre Dame. None of them are just like, oh, man, that, that, that should be an outstanding football game. You know, I just don't I'm – not, I'm not overly thrilled about any of those as far as, you know, just can't miss television. But it is what it is. Uh for state, for me, like I said, I think it's a good matchup. I think, it, like I said, it'll be a low scoring. It's probably gonna be an ugly football game, but that's where states kind of thrive this year, right? You know, especially when you look at the last uh, five weeks of the season, they're two. The you know, the states three and two in the last five games. Um, all three of the well, you know, the, the game against the FCS team doesn't count, but the Ole Miss win and the and the Auburn win those are ugly games, you know. They, they weren't the most aesthetically pleasing, but State went won them both. So a chance to finish up. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're 9-4 and four in year three under Mike Leach, I mean, let's go back in time and say, you know, hey, in year three, you know, 9-4, and four, and you won the Egg Bowl and you won your bowl game and you finished in the top 20. Everybody's happy, right? 
The road has been bumpier than we might have liked it to have been, but the results, the end destination, has pretty much been what you want at this point. A nine win, a chance for a nine win season here. Now, I, I'm usually a, and I will say this, you know, State's going to have some opt outs. Emmanuel Forbes will be one of them. I, he's not going to play in this ball game. Maybe a couple more. You could see, you know, LaQuinston Sharp. Maybe I think he'll play. I think that he'll play. Tyrus Wheat could opt out, but he's another guy. You know, I hate to use the the phrase. He's got that dog in him, but he kind of does. I, he might play. Jalen Green. Eh, we'll see. We'll see if those guys play or not. So from from I'm always been you know a big not a big fan I I'm not a I don't like it personally but I understand the opt outs right I understand like if you if you don't want to take a risk on on what is essentially an exhibition game I get it I do get it at the same time for Mississippi State and for this program's purposes I feel like this is a big game I would never label a bowl game that's not a, a playoff game as a must win but this is a game Mississippi State needs to win they 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 do need to win it. They need to keep the momentum going from the Egg Bowl. You got, that, if you go back to Moorhead, his first year, right? After the Egg Bowl, I think he had basically everybody back on his bandwagon, right? He went up to Oxford. He crushed Ole Miss. He talked crap about them in the in, in the press conference. Everybody liked Joe Moorhead. They had, they had forgiven everything else. Then he went out and laid an egg in the bowl game, and, and then you go into the offseason and just like, ah, I just don't know about this guy. I just don't know about this guy. I feel like it's the same kind of thing, right? You know, you've had a rough season. You win the Egg Bowl. Everybody's back on board. All right, Mike Leach, year three, we, we, we're better. We're doing right. All right. If you lose the bowl game, it, it becomes kind of a sour taste. And it becomes, ah, well, I don't know. You know, it, 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 he's not that great. End all doubt. Win the game. Illinois is a very winnable game for Mississippi State. So I like the matchup, and, and I like that State, I mean, basically got – if you really look at the way that the, the bowl games are set up and the way that uh, everything's going, this is sort of, you know, after the Citrus Bowl, this is really the next bowl down. It, it really does go, in my mind anyway, maybe that's just from the old days of the way the bowls are set up, but it goes from Citrus to to the the Tampa Bowl, the ReliaQuest Bowl that it is this year. And then, like, Gator is probably the next one down from that. So even though South Carolina is ranked higher and, and is uh, – you know, has the same record, but they rank. They are ranked higher, and I, I would tell you that they are playing a better opponent. I mean, you get to play Notre Dame. That is that is a, an event, but to me, this is a better destination. Mississippi State got a better destination, you know, and deservedly so. You know, there was a lot of uh, of, of backroom politicking and all that. Uh, you saw some people on on Sunday predicting the the Music City Bowl for Mississippi State. I don't know how much how much based in realism that really was. I think that the third bowl for State was also Texas. Um, and then when you saw that Texas Tech was announced, you knew at that point it wasn't going to be Mississippi State. They weren't going to put State and, uh, and Texas Tech back together one year later, although they did do that with Kentucky and Iowa. Kentucky-Iowa, by the way, just a quick uh, piece of betting advice. Take the under, whatever it is. I, I can't imagine it's going to be much above, above like 35, maybe 40. Those two teams won't combine for that. I, I, I feel pretty confident in telling you. If you want a nice little New Year's bonus, take the under on the uh, – on that bowl. But Mississippi State, Illinois, that's a January 2nd kickoff at 11 a.m. Central Time. What is January 2nd? That's a Monday. So if you're not off of work that day, you know, might want to make plans. I'm sure, I, I, I don't know what, uh, what kind of crowd State will take down there. I, I, I'd like to think it would be a good crowd. I thought there was a long thread on 24 7 about, uh, 
about bowl tickets and about you know buying them from the university versus buying them secondhand. I would never, I would never encourage you to buy from the university. You, you spend way too much money for a much worse seat. You can always find a great seat at a much cheaper price when you look in the secondary market. Um, but I think I, you know I, I don't know I don't know what the crowd will be like for that. Bowl crowds are just down anyway at this point. January, it being a, being this the Monday after, most people are still off, but we'll see. You know, a lot of a lot of businesses because it's the uh, you know the, the first is on a Sunday will give you that Monday off. So I don't know. We'll find out. So anyway, Mississippi State, Illinois, Tampa, Florida, ReliQuest Bowl, January second. Uh, Sticking with football. All right, we actually skipped over a uh, commitment a while back, so let's let's get him and give him his due. Uh, or actually, a couple of them now that we, now that I think about it. Where is the guy? Oh, there he is. Okay. So since we last did a Cruton song, states picked up three commitments. Let's talk about the ones we missed: Jaden Hobson, a six foot five, two hundred ninety three pound. Offensive lineman out of uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, was committed to Southern Miss, is now committed to Mississippi State. Uh, State's offensive line class is kind of intriguing to me. You've got, you know, Malik Ellis, uh, Joe Crocker. Uh, I'm missing somebody there. Where's the other guy? Oh, Zay Alexander. And then, you know, there's a lot of, of smoke around the Kentucky commitment. Kobe Keenum, who I think I've mentioned on this show, is actually cousins with uh, the King of the South, Brandon Walker. Feels like there's some momentum to flip him to Mississippi State. That's going to be a pretty good offensive line class for Mississippi State. One thing that this year has kind of sold me on, by the way, you know, I, I wanted to see how Ole Miss did with the transfers, and I won't lie, they did well. You know, say what you want about the way they finished the season. I think if you, if their schedule had been a little different and they were still eight and four, but they had lost a game here in, in September and two in October and one in November, I think people would have. Viewed this a little differently. It's just when you start off seven or no and you finish eight and four, you know. Trust me, state fans get how that feels. Um, but it, it it paints a different picture. But what, what I'm trying to say is, I I thought that their their plan to do the transfer portal it worked. It worked for them, right? They got good players in place, and 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 it, and it worked for them. But what it did sell me on this year is that the way Mississippi State wants to do things is the way for Mississippi State to be the most successful. I don't think state can become a year-in-year-out transfer portal destination. I think their best case is to continue to try and, and recruit and develop and then use the portal to fill holes. But the idea of State bringing in 16, 17 transfers, I don't think that's ever going to happen, especially under Mike Leach. So a guy like Hobson, you know, he, he could be like a Cam Jones, right? Red shirts, doesn't play much as a freshman. And then by the time he's a sophomore, he's good to go. And then you've got a two-, three-year starter. That's what you did with Cam Jones. Is what you did with LaQuinston Sharp. It's what you did with Dollar Bill, and so on and so forth. And 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 that's that's the best. I think that's the Mississippi State way. I think it will continue to be that way. Jeffrey Pittman is the running is a running back out of Hines Community College uh, down in uh, in Jackson or Raymond, I guess technically. Uh, no rating uh, as of this moment from twenty four seven, but I will say this: one of the comparisons I heard him for him was to Vic Ballard. Now, Vic Ballard is one of my all-time favorite Bulldogs. So if you're going to tell me this guy reminds you of Vic Ballard, sign me up. You're telling me right now I can get you know 30 touchdowns in two years out of a guy? I'll take him. I'll take him. 
So we'll see. You know, State needed to get a second running back into this class. You saw yesterday that Katravian Hargrove uh, heads to the uh, the transfer portal, as, as was expected. We'll talk a little bit more about the portal, obviously, in a minute. The latest commitment, Gabriel Moore, six foot four, two hundred fifty pound defensive lineman out of Louisville, Mississippi. Louisville just won their eleventh state championship. He won his title and then committed uh, not long after that. Uh, was a former Troy commit. He is a guy that you know when you talk to Paul Jones and guys like that, they say, look, you know, didn't do the camp thing as much this offseason, so he's he's underrated. We'll get him reevaluated. I mean, he's currently rated as a as a composite eighty six. Could possibly move up into the 88, 80. and and again, you know, I feel like with some of these evaluations that are, are they're not they're not great, right? I feel like you know once you get done playing football, the evaluations should be over. Now he still has football to play. Uh, I think he'll be at the Mississippi Alabama All Star Game, uh, in which case some of the national scouts will see him and have a chance to readjust their their evaluations. That's fine by me. It's these it's these you know we're going to reevaluate guys in March. After their senior year, like what? What happened? I don't get it. But Gabe Moore is uh, Mississippi State's uh, 18th commitment in this class. Now, don't forget, even though you're, you're thinking 25, it's, there's not a hard cap on the 25 anymore. The hard cap is on the 85. So I, I fully expect State to sign, you know, maybe 26, 27 guys. When you when you look at the the, the targets they have left, obviously Isaac Smith. Top of the list there. Uh, Caleb Bryant, the defensive tackle from Vicksburg. I believe he was in town this week. Uh, Bryce Pollock, the cornerback who recently decommitted from uh, Pittsburgh. Ladarius Webb, a junior college cornerback out of Jones. Those are big targets for Mississippi State. Um, and there's a couple other guys here and there that they would like to be able to, to bring in. So we'll see how that goes for them. And then, of course, obviously there's the transfer portal. State's still looking for guys there. Uh, they made a, a big offer this past week to uh, Ollie Jennings, the wide receiver out of Old Dominion, who's one of the top wide receivers in all of college football last year. And they could definitely use a guy like that because, as you saw on Friday, uh, Ra-Ra Thomas is the one who has entered the transfer portal. From what I was told with Ra-Ra, I know a lot of you guys were wondering about this. Uh, you should have. If you, I'm sure you listened to us on Sports Talk Mississippi on Friday. We talked about it there. It's been all over the message board. This is an NIL situation, 100 uh, percent for Ra Ra Thomas. Basically, uh, the 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 package he was offered, he wanted more, and Mississippi State had to make a decision, and their decision was best of luck. I'm of two minds now. If you've been following me on Twitter and you've been following me on uh, on this podcast, you know that I'm a fan of Ra-Ra Thomas. I think he's a, an outstanding football player. I think he has the NFL potential. Big, athletic guy, can do things after the catch. He's a good red zone target. You know, had some inconsistencies, but, got, you know, I, I he was just a sophomore. I, I, you know, I thought he got much better from his freshman to sophomore year, and I think there's another jump in there. I expect him to be a really good wide receiver wherever he winds up. But in the Mike Leach system, you can turn – Running wide receivers into stars. You know, who knew who Makai Polk was before Makai Polk became Makai Polk? Nobody. So I fully expect Mississippi State to go into the portal or to recruit a guy or just have a guy who's already on the roster step up and, and give you the same production that Ra Ra Thomas gave you a season ago. Where's he going to end up? The, the, the place I've heard up, I've heard the most, and you may be surprised by this, is Georgia. Uh, which is interesting for on two fronts. One, because Georgia is a team that you know, as you know, recruits year in year out at the, at the the highest level. But two, they didn't they didn't use the transfer portal last year. Not one guy, which is just incredible when you consider they're going to be playing for another national championship. 
But that's the school that I've heard the most uh, at this point from from people who I would trust. You know, I've, I've seen Ole Miss out there. But I'll just say this: based off of what I know from about Rara Thomas's demands, and what I know about what or what I've heard uh, about what Quinshawn Judkins got in his NIL deal, I would think Ole Miss would be wary about committing that much of their NIL fund. And they say they have $10 million, okay, if that's what you've got. I don't think they want to commit 7 to 8% to two players. I don't think they want to do that. I don't think anybody wants to do that if they can help it. Unless you're talking about an absolute stud. I mean, you, you, right now, if you, if you can get Drake May, then yeah, you, you do that. Sure. You know, if you could get Quinshawn Judkins away from Ole Miss and you're a team that runs the ball a lot, sure. That's a lot to, co- to commit to two guys, though. Especially if you don't have a $20, $30 million fund. So, we'll just see what happens there uh, with the Rebels. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Ran into some of the great folks from the Mississippi Beef Council uh, down in Jackson at the Trademark at the uh, the the uh, Farm Bureau, Mississippi Farm Bureau's 100-year celebration uh, this past Friday and couldn't be happier to talk to them. And of course, they were cooking up some great stuff. And, they went, and you can cook up great stuff yourself. All you got to do is buy beef. That's all it's got to be. You just have to go to your grocery store and pick it up. It's getting cold outside. That means you can cook inside. But if you want to grill out, hey, steaks and burgers, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. But a big pot of, uh, of stew, a big pot of chili, these are all great options, and they all start with beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Robbie and I scratched off restaurant Tyler last week. Might be scratching off two brothers this week. Might need to, you know, might need to make that happen. And of course, anytime you're in Starville, you need to make that happen as well. Head over to the Cotton District, grab a table, grab some smoked wings, grab some great smoked southern soul food. It's all right there at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. That's what every business promises you, but Advantage Business Systems delivers it to you. And they have been delivering it for 47 years. I don't want to say 47 years. It's too long a time now, now that I am 47. By the way, shout out to everybody who's like, hey, I thought you were 35. You have no idea how happy that made me. Buddy, I wish. Advantage Business Systems, however, they take care of your wishes. When you need new technology, they've got you covered. Copiers, printers, uh, computers, laptops. They've got it all. The best names and great prices. And then if something goes wrong and you need service, you're not talking to a call center from overseas. You're not dealing with an out-of-state consultant who can be there in 7 to 10 business days. No, you're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi. You might be talking to the same guy who made you the sale. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems makes. Their number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue is putting out some outstanding stuff. I hope you guys saw I tweeted a picture of one of their polos or one of their pullovers uh, that they, they've got. This new MSU Peter Millar Lava Wash hoodie. That is a fantastic piece of kit. Right there. Check it out. Go to therogue.com. The college, uh, the collegiate collection they've got there is second to none. They've got the logos. This is the one with the state script. They've got the M over S. They've got the walking bully. They've got it all. And you may have seen they are doing, they're in the process of, of becoming a sponsor of the Bulldog Initiative. So that's great news for our Bulldog athletes. It's also great news for you. You spend your money with the Rogue 
and you know you're also helping Mississippi State athletes. I can't make it much easier for you guys than that. Check out therogue.com. Shop at the Rogue and Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. I, I want to prepare you guys for something. I don't know that you're ready for it, though. I'm not sure that you're ready for what I'm about to tell you. But later on Monday, we could be talking about nationally ranked Mississippi State men's basketball. I think there's a good chance of that. Uh, they, the Bulldogs are now 8-0 in the season. They, they beat uh, Mississippi Valley on Saturday, 82-52. Big day for Tolu Smith. Imagine that. But he did have 24 points uh, in the game. Only other Bulldog in double figures was DJ Jeffries. He had 12 points. Another defensive masterclass for the Bulldogs. Only 52 points allowed. Only 38% shooting. Uh, they forced 14 turnovers. They only turned it over eight times this year. They out-rebounded Valley uh, by by 19, uh, including 19 offensive rebounds, plus 12 on the offensive boards, led to 26 second-chance points. Guys, it's, it, they could be ranked. They could be ranked at 8-0. Gary Parrish, who I think I talked about last week, he is a guy that... Uh, as far as like your Southern sports host and things like that, he follows college basketball about as closely as anyone. He's a guy whose opinion I truly trust on college basketball, especially here in the South. And he has state, he does his own weekly poll. He has state 10th. Now, I will say I think that's a bit high, but his reasoning is very solid. Who has a better resume? State's wins over Marquette. And Utah are as good as anybody's right now because Marquette beat number six Baylor last week, and Utah beat number four Arizona last week. Those are massive results for states net and Kempom when those when those two numbers start becoming more nationally relevant. Eight no Mississippi State. This game on Sunday against Wisconsin. I'm sorry, against uh, Minnesota. I got my uh, my northern uh, most states mixed up there. Oh, you betcha. Uh it's a massive game. I said it again. Minnesota, they're not a very good team. I think their Ken Palm is like 153. You got to go win that game. And at that point, you're 9-0 with, what, three games left on the docket for, uh, for, for, for non-conference? Let me see if I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Let's see who we got here. Minnesota, and then, yeah, you have three non-conference games remaining after that. You have Jackson State down there in Jackson. You get Nichols here in Starkville. And then you have the battle in the vault for with Drake. Drake, not a bad basketball team. That game is in Lincoln. That's a neutral site game. Let's give State a loss in here somewhere, right? Let's, let's, say, they, let's say they lose that game to Drake. But that would make them 9, 10, 11, 11 and 1 going into conference play. Gosh, if you can just... Go nine and nine in the conference. You, you've won twenty games. You're probably you're probably in. You're probably in. Eight p.m. tip, December twenty eighth. Going to be a tough sellout to have. I, I don't have any doubt about that because the students aren't back yet. Eight o'clock tip. Yes, you know, a lot of state fans will be making the trip down to Tampa. It's just it's just bad. I get that one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too too berserk if that crowd is not too big. It should be about four or five thousand. There's enough people in this area to get to that. I, I will say that, but the game against Ole Miss on the on Saturday the seventh should be a absolute madhouse at the hump. I don't know if State can beat Alabama or Tennessee. I don't. I don't know. Those those are good basketball teams, 
But if they could somehow split those games and be 12-2 and two, playing Ole Miss, that should be an absolute zoo in the Humphrey Coliseum. I can't wait to see it. But this basketball team, man, they have surprised me. They, it's, it's, what's, what's interesting about that? And maybe it's just because that they're winning. But for a team that plays such ugly basketball, they're fun to watch. You know, normally a fun basketball team to watch is one that gets up and down the court and they're making shots and then they do a lot in the air. This team is like watching a you know a, a bar fight. Maybe that says something for me, right? Maybe I'm you know I should just be videoing these these games and yelling World Star. But they just come out and punch you in the mouth. And I, maybe I, like I said, maybe it's just because I'm an old man, you know, talking about the the NBA and, and the, the way it used to be. But I enjoy watching this team play. They really get after it on the defensive end, and that's 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 exciting to me. You know, and like I said the other day on Thunder and Lightning Live, I, I I do believe that eventually that defense is going to turn into offense. These guys are going to continue to get better shooting the basketball. Still didn't have Deshaun Davis in this past game. Uh, he he didn't play, uh, nor did uh, or Jamel Horton did play, but not much. Uh, only 14 minutes. When Davis comes back, I, th- I think you know that, that gives this team another 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 weapon, especially in terms of being a guy who can set up other guys. But I enjoy watching this basketball team. They're fun to watch, and I'm just I'm just telling you right now, don't don't be surprised. Don't have a wreck when you see number twenty four Mississippi State uh, later this afternoon or later Monday afternoon, because it could very well be the case. Could very well be the case that Mississippi State is back in the polls. And I tell you what, I never would have guessed that a month ago. So fun team to watch. Hopefully they can, they can keep it up. I'm 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 bought in on Chris Jans at this point. I'm bought in even even with the early results. All right, Robbie will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. I'm sure we'll hear from Mike Leach and his thoughts on the bowl game. Uh, we'll start getting prepared for that. Uh, we'll talk a little more basketball. Uh, obviously, this is the time of year recruiting is heating up. State State could very well have a couple of more commitments if you read twenty four seven between the time you listen to this and the time tomorrow Tuesday's podcast comes out. So we'll see if that's the case as well. Guys, have a great Sunday and Monday, and Robbie and I'll be back with you on Tuesday. This has been Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.